Bonjour. Hello. Welcome in Terabang. Hello, Michelle. Hi. How's it going? How's your day been? Um, my day is going pretty good. Yep. We're back to our usual kind of like weekend recording time, which feels kind of familiar to me. But I think um in Terabang, Stephanie kind of did a different view of recording tonight. Um, and so I'm inspired and I'm kind of thinking where in my place could I relocate my little mobile temporary pop-up recording studio. <laughs> Are you going to bring the whole setup or just rotate the, whole the mic? Setup, meaning my laptop, microphone, and my two little, uh, you know, photo prints you gave me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a move. So, dear Interabang, the only thing I did was turn the recording location 180 degrees and so now i'm recording from the back of my sofa <laughs> very glamorous <laughs> sitting with one one leg on one leg off we'll see yeah yep. well if i remember i'll try to do a check-in to make sure the one leg hasn't the goal is to make me fall off the sofa from laughing too hard ah, so that challenge. is that is the goal you need to aim for challenge challenge there mm-hmm. um i had a question this is kind of a generic one but I don't think we've asked it yet for our opener. What is what's something you've learned recently that maybe I could recently. learn from? Mm. Like, just a random tidbit. Oh, um, well, okay. So for context, uh, at the time of recording, Olympics just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and Some Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The, the Summer Olympics of 2020-2021 have just yes. finished. Um, and one of my favorite Olympians, Tom Daly, he's a British diver, has been found to be knitting. And according to one of my friends, who is an avid follower of his, says he's been knitting and crocheting for quite a while. But the cameras finally captured him doing it live oh, while like he was at, like watching in the stands or something. Yeah, he was like supporting his friends, you know, as they're doing their dives, you know, mm-hmm. men and women's diving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, oh, what's he making? And everyone was just so excited. And whenever. <laughs> Whenever like there was an off moment, you know, like judging or you know, like they the judges are rewatching the the actual dives happening, and there's like you know dead space, you know, in terms of athleticism, mm. mm-hmm. the cameras would pan back to him, and he's like you know <laughs> his needles, and um, I just kept getting text messages of um, images of you know him just like adjusting his knitting and or crocheting, and I was yeah. so chuffed because um, I too yeah. am a fellow knitter and crocheter, and I love that enthusiasm has been spread and i went to the local yarn shop separately to pick up something else you know yarn <laughs> for a different right. for a new project and um i mentioned this to the yarn ladies and they were very excited and all flustered that you know yarn was making a comeback and you know like it was <laughs> reaching a younger demographic as well as you know the general slightly older clientele but you yeah. know crafts are craft you know so whatever spawns creativity and mm-hmm. um fun you know inspiration go for it so yeah uh Always that like that's that. what i learned that's cool that's cool that's funny um i think it's funny too yeah when you're already like not that you think you really know a celebrity very well but like you kind of follow them and then you find out something like that it's such a such a gem like something that you already like and yeah, like, you know, you, you're like, you ah, an extra connection. Yeah, That's amazing. An extra thing. More reason why I, I, I like you. Yeah. 
um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I totally would get, I can only imagine the amount of just downtime you're yeah. just sitting there. And, and and you need, you know, some way of things, like something to be able to control if, you know, you feel like a lot of, yeah, he's for able, me, at least Because you can of, still watch things while knitting. You're not like reading a yes, book. Like your attention absolutely. could be watching the events, but you're kind of, yeah. You know, like you're, you're mechanically doing something and mm-hmm. then you're also, um, you know, mentally in taking something else yeah and uh yeah no i I think that's fun and you're able to you know at the end of all that waiting time create something at the end of it and i feel like that's pretty rewarding too Mm -hmm. especially something that you've designed yourself that's that's really for me that's exciting bit that's cool like (laughs) plan create execute and finish yeah like it's yeah that having an accomplishment like that that's neat um how about you yeah what's your for me I learned it recently, so um, it gives away when we're recording this in a bit, but recently we had a Friday the 13th. Oh, yes. I, at work, was talking with my, my colleagues, and um, someone was mentioning, about, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about getting my tattoo done today, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, and they're talking about, yeah, you know, it's, you know, with the deal going on, it's $31, and my mind, my ignorant mind, and my, to myself, keeping my comments to myself was like, it seems a bit cheap and I wouldn't really want to trust, you know, like when you get cheap sushi and you're thinking, I, I appreciate the bargain, but I'm now well, a little it depends. On, on quality. It depends on the cheap sushi. Like it could be just avocado and cream cheese, which is I'm perfectly fine. valid. But there's fish in there. Not unsafe. Cooked yeah. crab, cooked shrimp. It's okay. But yeah. when you get to the raw, the sushi raw stuff. Meat, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. And so she kept going on about like, how it had to meet this criteria in order to make this deal of being like $31. I'm just like, I'm so confused. I, mm-hmm. in Fairbank, I don't have any tattoos. I am not very plugged into the community, which is the point of the story in a way. Um, so I learned yesterday from my colleague that Friday the 13th, um, it's always a tradition for pretty much all like tattoo shops, at least in the country, maybe the world, I don't know, where you get a discounted $31 tattoos and like people just like line up it's a thing. It's okay. a thing on Friday the 13th that you get your discount tattoo. Which makes me wonder, thinking out loud, are there could there be multiple Friday the 13th in a given year? Or is it only once a year? I think they can. There can be, especially like if it lands on uh, February, two. then it's going to land exactly yeah. like the month after. Like at least there could be two, but I don't know about three. So I don't know. But if hopefully that's... they have enough business, you know, that they're able to, you know, sustain that. Yeah, no. So, so she was. So, so I learned that that's a thing in the tattoo community. Um, shout out to the nerds um, uh, out there, like me. Um, today is National Comic Book Day. Well, today, time of recording, August fourteenth. Yes, mm-hmm. is a National Comic Book Day. So I remember fondly going with my friends to the local comic book stores back in college, and uh, I think. I forgot if comic books were on sale or somewhere really cheap or it was just like when comic books could uh, stores could display their wares it was just a way to get nerds out into the streets and you know like some artists would come and they'd draw some like fun characters or whatever you'd like you know your friend you um in their own style and that was pretty cool um mm-hmm. to be able to bring a personalized customized cartoon uh sorry character for you um yeah mm-hmm. So you get to watch while it's being done 
Yeah, you can request and watch, and then it's it's like free. Street, like a street artist. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can of course tip them if you'd like, um, right. or you know, pay them however you know if you're feeling generous and all that. Um, but yeah, it was great times. I've always wondered about street artists used to be usually in like city center areas, like downtown or like tourist spots mm, mm-hmm. that have a little area set up and like on a bridge or something. Yeah. Or just in a popular corner where there's like bars and restaurants and like sure. it tends to, what I've seen at least um, it tends to be that style of where it's use like spray paint art and they make ah, shapes yes. of things with like, circular objects it's usually like, like, the built, planets. like like planets like yeah you're like planetary or galactic space themed yes and it i don't know what genre of art that is spray paint art it's spray paint art i guess but but and, and, not the wall kind like right not, not yeah. graffiti or they get like tin foil and they move it along the wet paints and and it's like it happens so quickly in front of your eyes and you're I always like it because you watch it and you're thinking, I know this is going to be. It's I'm transformative. So, so confused. What's this? And then they, then they remove the things. And once they add on one more thing, you're like, oh, I see it. It's a, a whatever. Um, I've, I've done one inspired by that. And that was really cool. I mean, I didn't have spray paint. I only had watercolors at the time. But a friend of mine had some Mod Podge thing. Like you can rub it off. It's not Mod Podge exactly, but it's like a rubber, rub offable material. So I just put layers and layers and layers and some of this like rub offable material on it and kept going. And I made it planetary <laughs> in honor cool. of those um, artists. And I think it's one yeah. of my coolest pieces, but it's sitting, it's living in their house. Cause I was like, oh. you know, so they have a thing where like um, all the guests in their house make a piece of art and then they keep it. Um, and so I don't have it unfortunately, but um, it exists and lives in their house forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm always amazed. Too. Something I personally struggle with is like confidence in yeah. It's period, period. What must do? But particularly like confidence, like I, I need to be able to know like I can erase or backspace. The idea of not being able to move, like remove something that's permanent or irreversible, or even if it's not, like can you fix it? So I've always been amazed and watching those artists because it's just people are watching you. You're right in the street, mm-hmm. like you got, you got. I mean. But sometimes you have seen them botch botch up a piece, it seems, and they and they just throw it on the ground and start over. You have seen that. But then they also sometimes they rescue it. Where like you yeah, think it's going it one up. way. That is true. Yeah. That and you're true. like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then it ends up being something else, whether or not that was the original intention. But that's kind of the amazing nature of art, I think. It's just like it's so freeing, you know. It, even if you mess up, you can claim you meant to do it all along. <laughs> What would be the difference between just kind of our what about question? Yeah. What is the difference between an artistic approach and a scientific approach? This is totally subjective. You might be putting my career on the line. Because to me, we have this scientific, and this is absolutely biased a bit, but it's like offer the scientific method. Sure. Which is Western uh, viewpoint of this, but it's, you know, that you repeat trials to test a theory but you're always questioning things right and creating new theories and testing them out and then i think i think Mm -hmm. a scientific approach is like formally more structured like you know you're writing reports you have a hypothesis 
before you write the report. Um, and you test that hypothesis out. But then I know some experimental minded folk mm-hmm. who uh, rather than like have to document everything. And sometimes, you know, that happens, but they just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and then write a paper about it, which works equally well, too. Um, and can you be an artist? Can you be a scientist with an artistic that's 100%, approach to yes. work? Right. Yeah, so you can have artistic approach, you know, artistic approach to work, uh, science, and a scientific approach to art. Um, I think they're not mutually Maybe exclusive. just the level of methodology or your preparation yeah. or planning or something. Maybe there's there's not some of a difference, but yeah, there's a lot of overlap. And I don't, yeah, to me, it's whatever great, works. It's and, a great area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But another thing, yeah, going back to the whole me yeah image of like watching street artists it's just i always like kind of going and like walking around like those busy tourist downtown areas um mm. i like the people watch and i know that like now there's like the weird thing of like oh that's don't be creepy don't just like stare at people as long as you're not like filming them with your iphone creepily yeah like if, you, if you're like a proper video person and you just kind of film and you're just doing people casually and not zeroing in on one person yeah. i think you're okay <laughs> thank you but that's something i've always liked doing I'm like sitting back or standing away from like any kind of public space of any kind it doesn't have to be like a, a busy downtown corner sure. like, it's like a shopping mall a park a library cafe and bookshop yeah and i wish i could be kind of invisible and that my person wouldn't be detectable so like, you'll fly in the wall as lurking goes, corners lurking in the shadows with the newspaper pulled up, covering my face. Um, but yeah, I think there's something, it's relaxing to me. I, I mean, I also am relaxed by just walking in nature alone, just kind of my nature. Mm, mm-hmm. But I just like to kind of step back, recline a bit in life and just observe people and things. Mm-hmm. Um, also inanimate things, like I'm, I don't know if this is weird or not. I don't think it's weird because I feel like at least 10 of the people in the world do this, but like, I like what I like to watch like laundry machines operate, just like sit and observe the cycles and what happens. Presumably when they have clear doors, right? Because my current laundry machine is not even white, blank. Sometimes nothing. I like to, it's same with the dishwasher. I, you know, whenever I've had a dishwasher, I like just like listening to different cycles. Oh, listening. I, okay. Yeah. If I can't okay. see it, if yeah, but. If, I, if there are clear doors, <laughs> something about it. Like, I just kind of, it's like, I don't do it all the time, but sure. It's a <laughs> there I am. Um, but yeah, like people watching, nature watching, like, I wish it would be nice to like become a, like fold into myself or just become like, mm-hmm. a, like a one dimensional thing that I don't have to like worry about how I look or the space I'm occupying. Or I think similarly, I, um, haven't done a lot of people watching recently, um, but I remember when I have, sometimes I like to envision, um, you know, or maybe project, I don't know, um, like what what are those people doing over there? What What's that couple? Are they arguing about something? Are they telling each other a story? Mm. Um, you know, where, where in their life are they? And, you know, I'm a big fan of Sherlock Holmes. I don't think that's been a secret. I like to you know kind of deduce where they're coming from. The BBC, uh, I guess the BBC one, induced. just again. No, all all Sherlock, all of them, but um, you know he's no 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Give me give give Arthur Conan Doyle some credit here. Okay. Sherlock Holmes, no matter what, um, as a character, yeah, as a character, 
um, was able to just like look at someone's piece of clothing and kind of infer where they came from. His little body or, scan. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like what, what their maybe home life may have been like if they've got domesticated animals or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to try and do that. Of course, you know, it doesn't really lead you very far, but with a creative writing background, you can sort of let your imagination go wild and don't share it with a bunch of people so they think you're crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, it's kind of fun to just kind of let your mind float to different places. Something I like to do when I people watch is look at a person and try to guess what their favorite feature about themselves is. And usually it overlaps with what is looks to be the most flashy or newest or nicest looking item. Really? So like if someone's wearing a nice necklace, you think they like their neck? That that would tell me or suggest to me, because I know these aren't true because they haven't confirmed with the person these my observations. <laughs> but I would think that oh they like to accessorize and just kind of you know focus on just light things. But if someone has a pedicure, their toes done and wearing like cute sandals like they like their and maybe their garb like their 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 clothing is a bit more plain or not as fitted or not as flashy like they, they're into shoes and like they like their their feet or they're into like handbags or another accessory or some people you'll see what if wearing... they're really extra in all of those aspects like what if every part of them is just um shining in yeah. extraness so that's just like they're kind of a I wouldn't say that they're more stylish, but like they're very into like, yeah, dressing up and like thinking about, yeah, they like to be seen and, or they're right. For me, I kind of put on my own views. So like if I was dressing up to that okay. level, I would be pretty confident and pretty comfortable with myself and like not being super focused on other people's opinions. Cause I would be like, yep. Yeah. I'm wearing this outfit and I know it's going to sure. stand out wherever committing to it. Yeah. Committing to it. Or like, I'm wanting to have fun. I'm wanting to be a little um, out there outgoing. Um, yeah. That's where, yes. Yeah. So I enjoy kind of just like scanning people in that way and being like, you know, because I, you know, self body image stuff is always interesting to me. It's just because like you, you see something it doesn't mean that the person sees it. You know, but, oh yeah, well, they have great shoulders, but then they might, I like giving people compliments in their clothes. Same. Those, yeah. Um, like I, whenever I run across people, especially when I, I mean, when I, when I do know them, it, it works, but when I don't know them, I feel like it works even better. Um, like yes. if I'm just coming across a random stranger and I, you know, like we're just, we're just crossing paths. Like, I don't know you. I'm not going to like stop and have a conversation with you necessarily. I'm, I'm doing my own thing, but Hey, your shirt looks really good. Hey, I like your shirt. Or, you yeah, know, use your shoes. Little, They're amazing. Exactly. doesn't matter if it's like a man or woman, just whoever it is. And you really get to see them, like if they pay attention to you and don't completely ignore you like crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they really perk up and they're like, oh, wow, thanks. Like maybe they just put it on. Maybe maybe they do care about that and nobody noticed. Or, you know, like when when who, nobody else noticed other than me. Or maybe they, they were just kind of like dressing in the dark. I don't care. I don't know. But I really like that shirt. And I'm like, oh, that looks nice. All right, great. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, um, I'm glad, I'm glad I bring someone's day. For those things, that's why I'm, I don't really like how a lot of times more and more now people have, 
earphones or something plugged in. So if you you have to like kind of like wait, like do a little body language thing so they notice you. Know, wiggle around. Yeah, yeah, wiggle around. Because otherwise, if you just say it, then you're just kind of. It's like really awkward it. when you say a compliment and then they they don't clock that you've said something. Yes. And then you don't want to. Really you try and call out, and then yes. at a time you've like caught their attention. They've already like turned around and like <laughs> giving you a really puzzled we, look. I don't want to think about this. Can we move on? I'm, like, just, I'm <laughs> dying. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> and Harry, I don't know if you're someone who just keeps comments like that to yourself, or you have no problem with like ramifications of giving out a compliment like this to a stranger and it just falling flat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I usually like to keep things to myself, but I'm trying to emerge out of my turtle shell, <laughs> and with mixed results. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to be in a certain mood. Yeah, I had to be feeling it because mm. I, I don't want to say say something and it comes out as a whisper. You know, like, oh, I feel wait. like that's most of my interactions. <laughs> the other day, I was having two conversations separately at separate occasions, but they both happened the other day. And mid-talking, the other person I was talking to started looking at their phone mm. and, and just completely ignored my story, which I thought was quite interesting. Was it just you and them? Like you- it was just me and them, and we weren't in, like, a work setting, so it shouldn't have been anything too urgent. You know, they, they stayed around for the same thing, you know, for the next couple hours, but... <laughs> I'm a sensitive storyteller as well. Yeah, I would. I would uh, just start trailing off and, I, and, I and find an ending point. I finished the story. No, no, no. I kept you going. Finished. I kept going with my story. There wasn't much left. It was like three sentences. Mm. Um, but I was like, I could. I, I was like really trying to keep their attention, and nothing was working. It was a potato of a story. I mean, it, it literally was about potatoes. Was it really? Um, I was telling them about Potato Festival and they were intrigued about the first two sentences and then they got a text message, which apparently two people got their text messages, which apparently was enough to drive them away to just stare at their phones and not even go. How long were they staring at their phone for? Until at least the rest of the story and a little bit beyond. And they were scrolling. They weren't they weren't just looking at one text message. They just started on Instagram or something. Oh my. And I'm like, the story's not that bad. It's it's not like the most exciting story, but it certainly is. Can you tell it, can you tell it like, now? I think I feel like and I'm interested in Terbang. Are you? I don't know. If I was just it. telling them what the potato festival was like. I'd love to hear. I'm. I've heard it a little was, bit. I've heard a little right, bit. From so you, but... the potato festival was exactly a potato of a potato festival, as you'd expect. Like <laughs> there was not. There's a small town with nothing. You know, um, I mean, okay, credit to the small town. It's it's a small town, so the organizer had already told me in advance not to expect too much in the way of potatoes themselves. Stephanie, just in, her, way... Stephanie in her sweetness did actually reach out to the or- event organizer beforehand to check Yes, in. I like to come prepared mentally for yeah, things yeah. that are coming. I'm okay with surprises, but you know. So I knew sort of that this wasn't going to be a huge, you know, potato at every stall kind of thing. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and when I went there, it was like a small carnival. You know, they got a couple of rides for the kids, a couple of those, mm-hmm. you know, like shooting games. You can win little like. Do you know animals. why it's happening right now? This time of year is it good for potatoes? It's summer. Potatoes, potatoes are ready to harvest. Okay. You know, why not? Um, it's a time for people to get together. Evidently, as told to me by the organizer, there's yes. nothing else to do in the town. 
Um, so uh, yeah, and I went and like I said, not much in the way of potatoes. I saw maybe two potatoes, uh, two stands that were selling French fries, which were ridiculously priced, and also some baked potatoes, loaded baked potatoes. So you know, better than bare baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get either of those. And then um, they told me at the end of the day, there would be a demolition derby. And after that, at 10 p.m., uh, I would be able to get a free sack of potatoes or whoever was attending this demolition derby would be able to get a free sack of potatoes. But because I lived, you know, a couple hours away, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Unfortunately, I can probably get potatoes elsewhere. And indeed, I did stop at McDonald's on the way home and got myself a fries and shake. And that was delicious uh, <laughs> as like a commemorative thing of potatoes. But um, yes. yeah, and so I couldn't even get to the demolition derby part before I got tuned out. And I was just a little slightly oh. disappointed. They missed the McDonald's part, which I think was the best which is part. The kind of little catchphrase moment. Yeah. So, oh, well, I'm sorry. their loss. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well. Now they're yeah. Then they're gonna be. What if they have like a weird dream and they're like trying to remember like, like you know where's but if they had listened with their full attention. Yeah, I mean, I'm not claiming to be the world's best storyteller in no way, and I have no expect like no yeah. huge expectations for you know listeners' capacity to retain or you know hang on to my story. But at least give me <laughs> give me more than two sentences, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Yes, thank I, you. Thank you for redeeming my story and making it I, um, feel I, a little bit more worthy. Quite in, I was interested when you first told me that you were going to go. I, I was excited to go, and I still am excited at the, you know, that this thing exists. Um, so there, there were potato fields left and right as I was driving. As you can imagine, you know, one place would be have to be near a place where potatoes right. are made. And I learned that they um, swap out potatoes and corn and soybeans. Soybean, um, yeah, soy, I know about soybeans being the what you alternate it with corn. And and also know, potatoes because you know, the soybeans help replenish the, the nitrogen and so they kind of swap out the fields. What kind of years. potatoes? I, mean, I wish some, I could tell you. I mean, they're kind of like the brown russet one. Not sweet potato. No, not sweet potatoes. Not sweet potatoes, but I wish I can't tell you the type of potatoes because I didn't stick around to get the potatoes from the free mm-hmm. potato sack. Um, I'll just say they're local state potatoes. potatoes. Got it. Mm -hmm. But it was a the potato. So in conclusion, this potato festival was really a potato of a festival. Yes, you said in the beginning. Indeed. Indeed. It's like, well, that checks out. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) I got I got a rock, um, a couple rocks, and they look quite nice. But they, they don't look potato-shaped at all. I couldn't find any potato-shaped rocks, shockingly. <laughs> gems? Like, what? Yeah, like, they had other vendors. Like you know, crystal at, gemstone rock stuff? or um, Yeah, yeah. So, like, next to, like, the French fry and, and lemonade stands and all that, yeah. they had, like, j- just general vendors and, like, you know, fanny packs. And, and <laughs> you know, it's a small little fair. So it's like this is a very specific culture reference in Fairbank, but I'm think I was raised and I grew to love um Charlie Brown holiday specials and Stephanie just reminded me of the Halloween, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown with the the, the famous recurring line of running gag of I got a rock when all the kids are like, 
paint off the you're just like, oh, I, I got a rock. Rocks. <laughs> yeah. I love rocks. And you know you're picking one off the ground or you order you order the loaded potato and they just hand you a rock and a little eating platter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit inedible, just a little bit. A little hard. <laughs> Gosh. Hey. You went out there and figured it out. Wouldn't, I yeah. did. I've experienced the potato festival. I've lived and I'm able to tell a tale. Yes. Well, <laughs> we got some music to share. Oh, is it time for music already? It is the time. It is the time. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we spent so much time on the potato festival. It's really redeemed itself in my eyes. <laughs> it needed to be told. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the platform. To. And now it's forever going to be on the internet after we publish this episode. Yes, and it will be heard by more than two people, ideally. ideally. So it will be a net positive, hopefully. And if, and if they zone out during it, then they can just, re- you know, rewind. That's back. right. That's right. They can really never the tale. About the story. <laughs> they can have this part on loop. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Bless you who have listened to this on loop. <laughs> yeah yeah could this be like yeah would this be something i don't think our episodes would be something you'd listen to and loop. maybe Terramang, totally fine if you do yeah totally please fine. please write in and tell us if you do we'd be ever so grateful <laughs> but also very confused why yeah <laughs> if you could just give us yeah specific why um music music this episode indeed kind of like the topics it's just kind of what's been going on in Stephanie and I's life. And, and Tammy, we'd love to hear kind of the current music you're listening to. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. get suggestions to this playlist, even if you're listening to this episode long after we release it. Um, but I kind of have a mix. Um, I'll just go first with my little list of songs I've been listening to lately. Um, kind of two parts, maybe the more faster, poppy, upbeat music, and then kind of slower ambient music, I guess, which I feel like for me is pretty standard for music I contribute. Um, not both of us in a way. <laughs> Depends on the day. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it was the first or second episode of this whole podcast. I, re- I recommended Girl Like Me by the Black Eyed Peas featuring Shakira. Well, good old early days early days like so that was like last summer and like this summer she recently came out with a single Shakira just herself um, called Don't Wait Up and it's very like Euro poppy sounding it's a different sound that I've ever heard from her as she often does like she kind of always adapts and changes it, things up for me because I'm a pretty big fan of hers I always feel like it kind of works um, and it's fun and in the music video, she co- showcases another one of her, like, just casual hobbies, kind of back to the knitting thing, where she's surfing. And, like, she was, just looks fun. I know before she's shown skateboarding and rollerblading and all different types of dancing. So, again, like Stephanie was saying, just fun little side hobbies that people people do. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, starting off with that one, um, then we have... Kind of based on the topic, uh, People Watching, a song by Conan Gray, who's kind of a newer ish artist. I think um, was posting the vibe on, like on YouTube. Just soft pop kind of thing. Okay. Um, I like the intention. I think it's coming from the perspective 
of a person who is like a hopeless romantic and single and they're literally watching and witnessing couples they're seeing and mm. describing what they're seeing and it's from a place of like I'm happy for you you found that like not jealousy not self-pity but you can tell the you know the person singing you know, the lyricist or whatever is um definitely a romantic themselves and would like to have something like that mm-hmm. but it's, it's celebratory towards others who are sick which I think is nice to celebrate others kind of accomplishments yeah the next one um so Justin Bieber recently came out with a single called Peaches and okay honestly, it kind of went right past me I mean I listened to it I was like you know what good for him until like last week a friend of mine you know, you had your Tom Daly friend. I had a great friend of mine uh-huh. um, recommend a remix that, like an official remix that was redone right. of All the right. song. So it's just, it still is Justin Bieber singing like the chorus, but it has a verse by Ludacris. Oh, reunited. Oh, and reunited. Like it is. Wow. So I'm someone who really likes kind of that early 2000s, 2010s hip hop rap. Era. Yeah. It's a Baby Bieber. Yep. Quite literally. To that time, and you know those three rappers, it's really great because each of their verses it's very different. You can tell their um, styles. Yep. So like Usher yeah. and Chris did the famous like yeah song. I mean Snoop Dogg in there. So it. Oh, you know, okay. It brings, was this was this an official remix or it was, an official. was yeah official yeah. That's amazing. So to me, if you like that genre of music, I highly recommend it because it feels just like. Yes, now you see nostalgia. Would, would you say would you recommend it for people who even weren't in that into that era? You know, like from the yeah. older crowd or I the younger like, crowd. I mean, I feel I'm sure the the single, like I said, it went past me. But I mean, I think it's a fine enough song. But I feel like, um, kind of the enhancement of the remix. Yeah, Justin Bieber's vocals with the rappers just really makes the when Suits he comes it. when he comes okay. with the chorus. I feel like it really is is nice okay okay yeah. all I've, right good i've been jamming to it i've been okay it's been my like little indulgent jam hip hop. i'll have to jam. yeah give it a give it a pop i recommend it maybe after this episode i'll just force you to listen to it as i sometimes <laughs> yeah <use. laughs> she's done that a couple times it's been it's been all right it's been nice it's good um, it's good to get someone else's enthusiasm also yeah yeah in different perspective um next um the singer Lord, who kind of mm-hmm. became famous a couple years ago for Royals. And then, you know, she had her album uh, after that. And she kind of took a break, brief hiatus. She's back. Oh. Album, and kind of the first debut single was called, it's called Solar Power. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a chill little guitar, hanging out on the beach with your friends. And I mean, if it's, it's fun to listen to. The sound of it's great. Um, I like that whenever she's been going around performing it, she's wearing like bright yellow and it's just you know nice. i know you like color stuff and i and i think yellow is a really nice color um so she's always wearing these big deep vibrant saturated hues of yellow and she's going around these different you know talk shows and live performances i think it's also nice because she is you know one of those artists who had like a viral hit like as a teenager that just kind of like blew up with royals i think she was like 16 or like something was she really. that young i didn't realize yeah, she was really young and her it's voice gonna, sounds so mature, I guess, in mm-hmm. in at that era. 
Right. Um, that I I didn't know that that was her age. And her and her in her artist and being Lord is kind of like, you know, ambiguous of yeah of things. So yeah, and then and I remember she talked openly about how much that like stressed her out and overwhelmed her, and she kind of like sure wasn't ready for the fame. So I think the lyrics of the song is nice because you know you can see the growth like you know in her previous album from a couple years ago she wrote the song liability which was all about like feeling a little bit low and Mm. and sad and so this one has a much more happier upbeat of like more about self-love and like not being caring so much about like pleasing others and Mm -hmm. kind of being blown off by others maybe those who maybe start looking at their phone while you're telling them a story um (laughs) (sighs) but it's nice to yeah i think if you're not familiar with her body of work and journey, it's a nice song. But I think if you know what she's gone through to the training and that even I just know, it's like, oh, it, you can see that growth, which is neat. Um, the next song I have, um, I have been doing some flying air travel recently for some family things. Um, and I am one that likes to listen to music like the whole time I'm flying. I think we got to figure that out by now. <laughs> I'm a nervous flyer. I just need things to distract me. Um, but like that, I don't have to be too invested in kind of like the knitting stuff. I don't knit though, but like okay. something like that. Sure, sure. So I revisited um, the song by Annie Lennox, Don't Let It Bring You okay. Down. Um, okay. It was popularly featured in the film uh, American Beauty. When kind of okay. The, end of the movie, but I just, I don't remember the song was recorded, maybe the 80, maybe the 90s, I think. But her voice is just incredibly clear. Incredibly, you can hear all of the syllables being pronounced and everything is so crisp, um, which I, I enjoy when you can really hear an artist's voice on a track um, immensely. And it's nice kind of slower paced and nice lyrics, but for me, it's, it's relaxing while I'm nervous on the flight. Um, then two others that I'll just finish up here that are also like airplane ride music um halcyon on and on by the group orbital again popularly featured in the film mean girls um Mm -hmm. it's it's at the very end and i like to bring up these two songs i kind of just again deep recesses of my memory when i saw those two films long long ago and i liked those like those songs in the movie and so i looked them up and that's why i added them to my playlist it's interesting for the annie lennox song when i listen to it i I still think of that scene in the movie. I'm still able to listen to the song though. Oh, see, so do you relive the moment? Then? A little bit, but for okay. the second one, you know, for the Halton on and on, I know deep down that it's from that scene in Mean Girls, but some percentage okay. in the song completely stands out on its own to me. Completely. I mean, right. it's allowed to do that. Yeah, it's just interesting how it doesn't trigger my memory the same way. Sure. And it just feels like a whole other experience of a song. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it definitely is allowed to do that, but that's just been my uh, observation. Takeaway from it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. And the last song is a newer song by, um, I think he's one of our regulars, Ludovico Anati. The- Good old friend. Good old friend, Ludo. <laughs> um, he recently came up with an album called Cinema. Okay. And it has some nice visuals in the, on his YouTube channel that I like to just like pl- play and watch. Some of the pieces are remastered or like, you know, redo, redoings of... Redone, re- recordings. Okay. My brain just flipped. Re- yeah. Re- re- re-recordings. 
re- are they re-recordings or are they remastered? Because remastered is like they take the original Not the stuff quality. I think he and redid then it. Fixed. Okay, so he's re-recorded it. Yes, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and it gotcha. added a few things to it. So some of his older, more famous pieces. Um, gotcha. Well. Okay. But this one is called yeah. the Water Diviner, and interesting. It's I mean, I yeah, mystical. It is, yeah. I can listen to pretty much any song of his, but I do have kind of a top tier, and so okay, which is quite extensive. But this is going to be added to that. So this is up there, okay? Yeah, yeah. Those are mine. That's great. That's great. Um, kind of in the vein of uh, a little bit spacey, a little bit out there, but very pleasant to listen to, is um, M83's Junk album. Now, mm-hmm. previously. I had, I think, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming um, album mm-hmm. uh, mentioned somewhere. And I enjoyed that, but then I listened to the Junk album, and then I didn't like it as, as much. This was a few years ago. And suddenly I like listened to it, and I don't know if it's because of the context of <laughs> my Daft Punk um, new uh, found interest, I suppose, from the past couple of months. But I kind of really like, like the feel of you know m83's junk album i thought it was like originally i thought it was too strange out there like bizarre Mm -hmm. but now i see it as just an eclectic range of songs um and they're not all like spacey or john it's just they're great i recommend you listen to the whole thing Mm -hmm. um but three of my favorite songs i guess from there are the first one do it try it um i don't know how to describe it um it's if you feel like you need to start working and just have some way to help you continue, this song will help you do that. Okay. Um, at least this, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes the hardest part for me is just getting started, getting yeah. the gears rolling. Um, the next one I, is, I need the- that in my life right now. So I think yeah. I'm going to note down. Do it. Try I, always, it. I always like listening to our, our songs as a whole playlist after we compile after the episode, but I'm going to highlight that. Do song it. Try myself. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for the kids, I absolutely adore. It's such a smooth jazz song, but it's also like it's wistful, but hoping for the future, um, and it's just very positive sounding. I don't. I'm sure I can listen to the lyrics in English, so I don't have an excuse other than my brain just doesn't clock lyrics very well. It, it takes in tunes, it takes in tones, it takes in melodies and sounds and mm-hmm. things, but somehow it doesn't turn the language part on. But I really like it. Um, it's very, very peaceful. Um, and then Solitude is kind of in that mystical, ethereal plane. It just kind of is out there, spacey. But it's nice to contemplate on like a dark night. You're just looking up at the sky. And you're like, ah, what? Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and then getting back on the Daft Punk train. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't know we got off. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I think we got off temporarily. You had a refuel. You had a refuel. Fueling stop. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But these are not going to be available on Spotify for for copyright reasons. So they exist solely on YouTube. Um, It's a remix done by this two-person group called French Fuse. Um, They've done a remix, two mashup remixes of these and i think daf world has now combined both of them so you can listen to that on loop 
And this is different Ooh. from most remixes I've heard that um, are made by non-deaf punk themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, because most of those people who have done it, when they do like a mashup of various deaf punk songs, it just kind of slam one song after the other. But, but it just feels like someone's just made a mixtape, you know, rather than interwoven different elements. Mm-hmm. And French Fuse, I think, has done a brilliant job of um, picking apart the threads that make up the various Daft Punk songs from, you know, their very early albums to their latest creation and even some of their off-label creations. Um, so, you know, real fans, whether they are new or old, uh, will find something really great to latch on to, I think. Um, so I've been listening to that on loop repeatedly. Um, like I guess that any is a certain time of the day or just kind of when you're having downtime or driving? Or... Uh, so I had to concentrate for quite a bit of important work this week. And okay. I was just blaring it. And I was really scared that someone was going to come into my cubicle <laughs> because I was really vibing hard. I was like head button around while I was like click, clack, clip, typing away. Yeah. Um, and I was like putting on the do not disturb sign. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully nobody saw me. But I was like really um, head nodding a lot and like foot tapping a lot and just really jive into the beat. It was great. And I got my work done. So success success story right there yeah um a little bit more upbeat less intense i guess is um grace kelly um by mika and i i love this song um independently and i was reminded of how much i love this song because one of the uh chaps from pentatonix scott hoying mm-hmm. he um Pentatonics broke down the being- harmony Pentatonix being the group of five people. Acapella, um, acapella group. The, yeah, acapella group. Um, and they made their, I think, debut on like a sing-off show, which was really interesting, but unfortunately got canceled. But that was years ago. And since then, they've made nine albums. Can you yeah. believe that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're a great group. And so um, each one of them have you know been successful in uh, quite a number of ways. And so Scott Hoying had like a TikTok recently that is now on YouTube. Um, of breaking down the harmonies of the stuff that goes on in Mika and Mika's uh, Grace Kelly, and I think it's like a six-part harmony, and it's it's kind of magical. I love figuring out how harmonies work or hearing how harmonies work, mm-hmm. and it's you know it seems like it's a very basic pop song, um, but it's it's kind of all over the place. But it's kind of, that makes it kind of a beautiful mess. But I love that you know chaos. But, There's definitely yeah, it, some order there, right? Um, and then staying on that little Amika train channel, um, we've got Boom Boom Boom, which I don't know what it's about because it's in French and I'm sure I can translate it, but it's just, it's a nice little peppy, upbeat <laughs> song. Uh, the music video is quite interesting if you'd like to look it up. Um, it's spelled B O U M and then repeat that a couple times, three times. And then you had another song by Mika, Michelle, right? I did. Whenever we were planning this little playlist for the episode tonight um, in Serbang, and Stephanie has mentioned these songs by Mika, and I was like, oh, there's this song that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with Grace Kelly. Yeah. And, um, totally get that. Um, but this one is uh, El Medi, so it's also in French. And it's all of, like, the lyrics are basically about how there's, there's this girl who's telling the singer who is Mika, like, stuff to do. They kind of boss mm. him around, but, like, it's like that she's inspiring and motivating him. Okay. Kind of along the thing of, like, do it, try it. So, like, 
Like, yeah. She, like she tells me to do this or like to dance. And then the course is all about like, just, just dance, dance, dance. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, like boom, 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 like just upbeat, fun, skipping around. I'd also like to comment that Mika is another one of those exceptionally talented and underrated, I feel like, um, yes. artists. Like we mentioned Nicole Scherzinger last, yeah, last PJ, episode. Nicole Scherzinger. I know he's been um, a, one of those, a, a judge on, I think it's The Voice. I can't remember what, like country. I, yeah, it was a, like either Spain, uh, <laughs> Spain or <laughs> France, um, or yeah. perhaps both. But he's like very talented. He can speak multiple languages, not just like English and French. It's like a whole slew of European languages. Um, very fluently too and he's been very successful but i think in america somehow didn't really he's not made traction very much no i know he did that one song popular song with ariana grande when she oh, was yes. starting out yeah it was like, very like bubblegum pop mm-hmm. you know and i felt like that was popular but it didn't stick i think it they liked it stick. people liked it because it was more ariana grande yeah. rather than mika yeah. who is like a household name in europe other yeah but yeah, unfortunate. But hope that in terms of you can change that. <laughs> we appreciate his work. Um, another, I guess, uh, co- okay, we're in the cover section. Um, so Tenacious D, who is Jack Black and a friend. <laughs> I'm ashamed <laughs> to say I don't know what this friend's name is. Um, but they uh, have done a cover of The Beatles. Um you never give me your money in the end, which is, again, I know we've mentioned this album a couple of times, Abbey Road, but I dearly love the Abbey Road album. And I believe this is on the B side. And Kyle Gass is the other. Kyle Gass. Okay. I it was Kyle, but Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass, yeah. Uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass. They should have just used their real names. But, but such a strong, I mean, just rhythmically. Um, anyways. Um, tenacious D. Well, I think the t- I think the name Tenacious D comes from the phrase Tenacious Defense, okay. which is um, kind of a famous catchphrase used by an um, NBA sportscaster. So I okay, I, um, I like that origin what's story. His name Albert. Last name was Albert, the sportscaster. But yeah, okay. Just a little story there, but sorry. I love go ahead. That. Yes, so um, they did a surprisingly decent cover, <laughs> great cover of um the beatles uh songs from the b album b side of the abbey road album um and the music video is quite hilarious and kind of all over the place but i appreciate the effort that they went into to get it it's kind of chaotic but i think some of the best youtube videos are kind of chaotic chaotic. (laughs) like you you click on it and you don't really know what to expect but you're there for the ride Mm -hmm. you know um so yes definitely give that a watch if you can another uh cover not quite cover a remix um that i have also haven't been able to get in my head is a super uh again we've brought this song up so many times i don't know why this keeps coming to my head superstition stevie wonder um this time it's the glenn check remix i feel like superstition is a song when you hear the first two seconds you know the song at least i do like it's it's the rhythm it's Mm -hmm. like it's the it's not quite is it syncopation perhaps Maybe. where it's like they go on the offbeat like one one note comes in on the offbeat and that's kind of the catchy bit mm-hmm. um, before it goes into the expected rhythm right um so the glenn check remix it, it brings in some electronic elements into it i wouldn't say quite dubstep but i think like if you're a fan of daft punk you'd like it 
<laughs> but also if you're not a fan of Daft Punk, I think you'd also like it. Um, it's just you know a fresh take on an, a good old classic. How about that? Mm. Um, and then uh, kind of keeping with a bit of the Euro pop that we had earlier, um, I'm going to also suggest Runaway by Sunstroke Project. Now, if uh, that name sounds a bit familiar, Sunstroke Project, that's because they were on Eurovision, but no worries if you don't know. Um, so they were the Moldovan entry for Eurovision once upon a time, a okay. couple years ago. Eurovision was, a, was an episode we did also kind of towards the beginning. Oh, yes. But we year. didn't mention all the contestants. This no. is quite a few to get through. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they did not win that year that they were um, competing. However, um, they were uh, put up to the eternity er, into the internet for you know meme eternity fame because you may better know the song runaway as the gandalf nodding song um Mm -hmm. i don't know i'll have to show you so there is a meme a gif if you will where um gandalf the gray from lord of the rings is like Mm -hmm. nodding and he's like smiling and he's very happy and it's to the beat of this um like saxophone solo in this runaway the song called runaway um, it's great if 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 you listen to it. I mean, it's a great song over, overall. It's like a nice poppy song, but the the saxophone is definitely the highlight for me. Um, and speaking of saxophone, for the very last song of this playlist, I'm gonna submit one of my favorite. Um, it actually no, it is it is my favorite, not just one of my favorites. Um, saxophone song. It's called Jubel by Klinganda. Um, my cousin introduced it to me. And I think it was like at a Christmas time, but you know, Christmas time where we were was not very cold. So we were just driving in like a nice convertible um, with the roof down and the sun was shining down and it felt like summer. It felt like, you know, we were cheating the system and we were going straight to summer. Yes. But, you know, and had a nice, beautiful sax. It's not quite like smooth jazz. It was a little more upbeat, but it wasn't like intense EDM type upbeat. But um, it was just nice to have, you know, like people lounging in the car, you're driving down a highway um, mm-hmm. safely, you know, you know, there's like water on the left and right. So it's very scenic. The sun's sort of like setting and you're just having a good time with, you know, chums and loved ones. Um, and so, yeah, we hope that goes the same for you and Tarabang and Michelle. Um, yeah. We hope that you're able to have a good week, a good send off, a good time, whatever you may be doing um and enjoy that ride mm-hmm. okay bye i was transported away <laughs> that was so nice enjoy the ride take care drive safe we will uh see you next time bye <laughs> <laughs>